0: My name is Amin Uraba. I'm a geophysicist by background and I'm head of processing at Stride. And my work seeks to understand the structure of the subsurface using seismic waves.
1: Hello, my name is Andrew Gary and welcome to Seismic Sound Off in depth conversations in applied geophysics. In this episode, I have a conversation with Amin Urabah on carbon capture, utilization, and storage from the January 2022 special section on seismic acquisition and the leading edge. Amin explains why CCUS is at the center of the net-zero emission conversation, the need for cheaper and easier-to-use technology, and the unique innovations explored in his field trial as published in his paper in The Leading Edge. This conversation lays out the seismic and technological needs and innovations to move carbon capture and renewable energies forward. Visit seg.org slash podcast to read Amin's article and biography and find the links for the rest of this special section. This episode is sponsored by Geospace Technologies. As the leading innovator and manufacturer of wireless seismic data acquisition systems, Geospace Technologies offers a series of seabed wireless seismic data acquisition systems designed for extended duration seabed seismic data acquisition. Geospace is committed to setting new standards for quality, performance, reliability, and cost savings to EMP companies and marine geophysical contractors. Also, stay through the end of this episode to learn how in under five seconds, you can show your appreciation for this free podcast. And now my conversation with Amin Arabah. Well, January, we're, we're speaking with you on January special section in The Leading Edge, which is on Seismic Acquisition and your paper in this section is titled Unlocking Ultra High Density Seismic for CCUS Applications by Combining Nimble Nodes and Agile Source Technologies. Very descriptive title. Before we get into the paper, what is CCUS and what role does understanding the subsurface play in CCUS?
0: Yes, sure, so um, CCUS stands for Carbon Capture Utilization and um, Storage. It is um, a technology that consists of injecting or sometimes re-injecting CO2 into the ground. The layer in which uh, it is injected has to answer certain conditions to make sure the CO2 doesn't escape back to the surface or sometimes worse, uh, leak into aquifers or other uh, unsuitable formations. So that's where basically seismic imaging comes handy as it will help the operators identify the correct host for um, hosting this uh, uh, this CO2 and also monitor the, the CO2 throughout uh, the life of uh, of this CCUS field.
1: Why is CCUS at the center of the net zero emission conversation?
0: It's a very good question. So many consider CCUS as an essential um, technology to let's say, realistically achieve any of the net zero carbon scenarios uh, in the future, as many industries around the world actually won't be able to find an alternative energy to fossil fuels in the next few decades, either because of the the phenomenal amount of energy they need uh, to run their business or simply because of the logistics of completely changing uh, the, um, uh, the way they work. Therefore, the only way and the only solution to limit their uh, emissions is actually to capture them and store them. And that's where CCUS is actually so important for the net zero emission future.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense there. And I want to turn a little bit more specifically to your paper here. As part of the the paper, you you had a, an actual field trial. What were the objectives of this field trial?
0: So the the objectives of the field trial well, we had many. We had many. So uh, first of all, there was the the geological objective, which was basically mainly set, set by the the owner of the site, Don Lawton, and that was basically to. Develop a very high-resolution image of the of that site called the Kami CC, uh, CCS site from the uh, injection zone, which was uh, taking place at about 300 meters uh, under the surface. However, as I said, we had uh, in the paper we had many stakeholders. So operationally, for example, we wanted to test different source technologies the company called explore uh which is the third partner in this in this uh project um had this novel source technology and they they were doing a lot of engineering work and testing uh in this um, in this survey and we did a lot of additional data was acquired including a 3C and the passive seismic data was acquired in addition to the active seismic and this will be subject to further studies around what we call passive monitoring, which is using uh, seismic waves without any source to image the subsurface.
1: Yeah, there were some unique ways you utilized different aspects there, whether it was uh, the source you mentioned there, even in your data transfer and and surveying. Is there something in particular that excites you about the innovative technology you used for this survey?
0: Yes, absolutely. You know, it's... um, the way the stride nodes has impacted the seismic uh, acquisition um, industry is that uh, it has freed the operation from the receiver point of view. So the receiver side now has become extremely fast and extremely nimble and flexible. Um, And therefore, now the the innovation ball, in a way, it's back into the source side. And therefore, seeing, you know, companies like Explore uh, coming up with what is ultimately something that aims to to be as nimble as the the stride system but on the source side something that is portable something that is uh, something that will have literally zero footprint on the on the environment for seismic acquisition it's uh, it's very exciting and at the same time also making seismic Affordable and accessible to industries like C U S or other renewables. You know, we, we've been working with geothermal uh, industries as well, and they have the same challenges. is is really exciting, and you know, it, it it's very rewarding because then we we feel like we are as geophysicists playing a key role in this uh, transition towards a net zero era.
1: Yeah, there's there's always a, a positive when when you have cheaper technology, but I think specifically in in something like CCUS, that can really go a long way. What are the preliminary results of the seismic data processing? And have you discovered any new results since the publication?
0: Yeah, very very quickly after the start of the processing, um, and thanks to the outstanding density uh, reached by this survey, it was clear that basically both sources used in the survey have delivered uh, valuable products. Pinpoint source uh, technology was good enough to image the near surface and uh, uh, I needed a very good job at that. And the sites achieved um, a better imaging at the deeper targets. What we have seen also is that the near surface tomography, what we call refraction tomography using, using specific type of waves uh, in this uh, very tiny area, has given us a, a very high-resolution model of that first 300 meters uh, with geological features uh, of kind of outstanding resolution at this scale. And since we published, actually, we carried on working on this data set. And uh, what we did now was something less of a fast track, but more what we call a, a full production processing uh, using the um, tools that will acquire much longer calculation power etc and what we have uh, what we have seen is that uh, the resolution of the near surface is very sensitive to the uh, uh, to the density of the source and the receivers at the surface so during one of the comparison we were doing between the two sources we have seen that just dropping for example the source spacing um, from 7.5 meter to 30 meters uh, has had the effect of completely wiping out uh, some channeling uh, features in the uh, in the near surface there was that was that were very clear actually on the 7.5 meter but actually we're not there at 30 meters we We keep working with this data set and there's uh, there's probably a lot to be done yet uh, probably for many months or or years to go to come
1: <laughs> yeah that's uh, pretty exciting to think about there and and let's go back to something that we both have hinted at why is there a need for cheaper and easier to use technology specifically for CCUS?
0: CCUS is, uh, as is the case of many of uh, of the renewable industries, um, you know, hasn't yet reached the scale to achieve the the financial power reached by the oil and gas industry, and therefore many of the advanced technologies used to understand the subsurface in its full complexity uh, are unfortunately out of reach, uh, um, either from their Because of their access price, or also sometimes from the point of view of the resources required to operate them. Uh, Seismic technology is one of them. And these seismic very expensive seismic tools, which can have a huge impact on the success rate of CCUS projects are not, uh, are not accessible for this, uh, this industry. And uh, by making affordable and easy to use, making them affordable and easy to use, we will uh, give the CCUS industry the best chances to succeed and achieve uh, the success rate achieved by the oil and gas industry using these same tools.
1: What do you hope scientists and organizations will take away from reading this paper?
0: What I think is is important to understand for well, to take away from this paper is that um, uh, industries like C C U S and other renewables like geothermal are a few of several promising technologies that can uh, potentially allow the world to reach a net zero carbon future. And we are interested in these particular industries because they acquire, they require a good understanding of the subsurface to progress and reach, as I said, the, the success rate that hydrocarbon, the hydrocarbon industry has reached uh, thanks to the uh, seismic data. So uh, I would like to invite all these industries to really look back at the seismic data and, and the value it gives them and to make them aware that seismic is no longer an exclusive tool for the oil and gas industry and they are very much now accessible to them and to help them actually with their with their success the other part is that we're seeing that the nimble nodes or stride nodes used used in this field trial has kind of opened opened up a new era of innovation for the source technology this time And, and now is the the receiver side is so fast and so nimble and um, with a co- with a completely zero impact on the environment that uh, it will now allow the innovation actually to be a bit more aggressive on the on the source side and hopefully to reach an even more affordable seismic with no environmental footprint whatsoever to any industry that needs it
1: well this is a exciting time for people working in CCUS and and for the future of this pretty important technology and, and use that you're talking about here is there anything else you would like to point out from this paper or or about CCUS in general that that you weren't able to highlight so
0: far Yeah absolutely so uh, there's um, there's some part of that data set that we haven't we haven't analyzed yet uh, one very interesting one one is actually the passive data so passive seismic is when the uh, the receivers are just recording the ambient noise and the ambient noise can actually be turned into into images of the subsurface and those images can also be repeated with time and that could lead to what we call monitoring. So in the case of CCUS, you could have, for example, a, what, which is the case here in the study, um, receivers actually just recording the ambient noise while the injection is happening or before the injection and do another one after the injection and actually, uh, try to monitor, monitor the CO2, uh, without even having to have active sources in your survey. There is, um, there are also, or well, the type of data set that was acquired, which is non-seismic data set, uh, which uh, uh, forms a part of the database that we, as a part a partnering with the, with, the, with the CMC, we are licensing for people who would be interested actually to, uh, to work in the, in the CCUS uh, industry. Uh, we're also making actually some of this data available for researchers um, are at, uh, at no extra cost.
1: Well, that's a, a wonderful perk there and a nice thing to take advantage of. You know, lastly here, what principle, teaching or point of view has helped you succeed in your field?
0: I would say just putting myself outside of my comfort zone has always been a formula that worked really well for me. I initially come from a uh, processing geophysical background, so I was doing a lot of work with data. But then when I moved to BP, I was more exposed to R&D and um, uh, more work on the um, uh, on the source uh, source side and acquisition side, uh, which I really enjoyed and learned a lot during that uh, environment. And then actually when the origin of the Stride technology uh, was has started back in 2013, which was called the Cheetah program I joined, and that was more like a uh, literally yeah, like reinventing the the seismic sensor from scratch, which uh, obviously I knew nothing about, and um, I learned a lot a lot as well. So and then obviously moving from BP to uh, to a startup environment that was a completely uh, new challenge, not only from a technical point of view, but also from from a business and uh, a business uh, and um and soft skills point um a development point of view so i suppose as a, as one's put himself into this kind of environment you know you you always meet people that are uh, expert at what they're doing and uh, you know most of them really enjoy sharing their knowledge and it's an environment where it keeps you motivated uh, as you move throughout your career
1: well, I appreciate your time today looking over your paper. We will have all the links to not only your paper, but the rest of the special section in January's The Leading Edge. And hopefully it will kick some good ideas for someone uh, and, and all the amazing work that you're doing. So thanks for your time today and, and sharing a little bit about what you're working on.
0: Wonderful. Thank you very much, Andrew. Really appreciate it.
1: SEG produces Seismic Sound Off to benefit its members, the scientific community and inform the public on the value of geophysics. To show your support for this show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Simply go to Seismic Soundoff on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on your phone. It takes less than five seconds to leave a five-star rating and is the number one action you can take to show your appreciation for this free resource. And follow the podcast while you are on the app to be notified when each new episode releases. Original music created by Zach Bridges. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary at 51 Features. The SEG Podcast team is Jennifer Cobb, Kathy Gamble, and Allie McGinnis. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.